Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, July 27th, 2018, and on today's report, I will be talking about the leftward shift of the Democratic Party and the effect that shift is having on politics in America. Yes, the Democrat Party is being changed primarily by the demographic changes the Democrat Party has forced on the country over several decades. The old policy of gradualism favored by Democrats whereby they ruined the country gradually so we don't notice. Unacceptable to the new Democrats. Instead, they want to ruin it completely and all at once. In New York's 14th Congressional District's Democrat primary, 10-term incumbent Joe Crowley was defeated soundly by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a self-proclaimed working-class girl from the Bronx. Turns out, though, that she's not from the Bronx at all, but from Westchester County, one of the 10 wealthiest counties in the United States. Westchester County is where Arkansas natives Bill and Hillary Clinton now call home Miss Ocasio-Cortez at least currently, does live in the Bronx district she seeks to represent. She has what the new Democrats seem to want. She's young, 28 years old, I think. She's attractive, she's Hispanic, and she's very ambitious. Her victory in this fall's election is a foregone conclusion since her district is 70% non-white, with the largest percentage being Hispanic. That is the interesting thing about her win and why I say Democrats are finally starting to let us see who they really are. She made the statement after the election that, quote, this is no longer the country for old white men, end quote. Perhaps she's right. But as we'll see in a few minutes, it's no longer the country for old white women either. The young Democrats are taking off the gloves. They do not even seem embarrassed by their overt racist appeal which, as I said, has been made possible by decades of work by old white Democrats who wanted the power for themselves. She says that once in Congress, she hopes to achieve a lot of things for her people. Free health care through expansion of Medicare, free education, and my favorite, guaranteed jobs are all on her list. But what is not on her list is how these things will be paid for. She says she's a socialist, but when questioned, she reveals that she really doesn't understand what that means. She seems to think it means that, as if by magic, everything will suddenly be free and her new government will reverse the laws of economics. The racist appeal of her campaign is spread across the country as she is portrayed now as a, quote, rising star in the new unmasked Democrat Party, old white Democrats such as Chuck Schumer, introduce her as the future of the Democrat Party. No country for old white men, or apparently old white women either. At least that's the way it seems to be right now. That is the message the Democrats sent to Senator Dianne Feinstein of California by the Democrat Party's state committee. Senator Feinstein, a spry, 85 years old, is seeking her fifth term in the U.S. Senate which would give her 30 years in the Senate and make her 91 years old when she finishes her fifth term. However, the California Democrat Party State Committee Board rejected and refused to endorse her. When the 330-member board voted recently, she got only 7% of the vote, while her 51-year-old Hispanic opponent, Kevin DeLeon, 
got 65% of the vote. Interestingly, 28% voted to not vote or to give no endorsement, which tells me that they did not want to go on record as upsetting the establishment. But they no longer want the old white woman in office either. Now I ask you folks, did you think you would ever see the day when Dianne Feinstein was just too conservative? She's not liberal enough for the new Democrats. She's too old. Most importantly, she's too white. The senator is not without resources, though. She's accumulated a $7 million campaign fund, which is reportedly 10 times that of her opponent, so we'll see what the voters of California have to say. I didn't think I would ever see the day when I would actually want Dianne Feinstein to win, but here is the day. The ironic thing is that both Joe Crowley and Senator Feinstein are the very apex of establishment. In the Democrat Party, both have spent their long political careers making what happened to them inevitable. Before she was in the U.S. Senate, Dianne Feinstein was mayor of San Francisco and has been at the top of California politics for a long, long time. Joe Crowley was fourth on the Democrat leadership list in the House, but both of them worked for relatively open borders and the demographic changes that made them too white and too old to be elected by the new Democrats. The Democrats are now the party of completely open borders, as evidenced by the abolished ICE movement and by the statements of the deputy chair of the Democrat National Convention, Keith Ellison of Minnesota. Congressman Ellison was, I believe, the first person in Congress to take his oath of office on the Koran instead of the Bible. He is completely, he is for completely open borders, doesn't hide the fact. He says borders are racist because they deny opportunity, I wonder if he locks his doors at night, thus denying opportunity to the burglars. Open borders would be destructive of the economic opportunities, especially for minorities or for anyone trying to advance into the middle class. Massive immigration destroys upward mobility for working class people. But no one in the Democrat Party seems to understand that or to care. From Ms. Ocasio-Cortez's statements about it, it's easy to tell that she obviously doesn't understand it but she knows instinctively that more immigration is more control power for people like her back in California. Senator Feinstein's opponent, Mr. DeLeon, campaigns for the abolishment of ICE and for open borders. He is really arguing for the end of the American nation state, but at least he has a clever sense of humor about it. He had fundraisers that he calls get rid of ice cream soda Socials, I'm sorry, get rid of ice cream socials, so a very clever way to state that the Democrat Party is open borders. We should never let them forget it. Never let that fact be forgotten. Vote Democrat if you want the nation to be completely unguarded from third world invasion. Vote Democrat if you want jobs to be taken by low-wage workers from the third world. Vote Democrat. If you want the streets of your city turned into a public sewer like San Francisco, open borders, and if you can get to America by whatever means, legal or illegal, then you deserve to be here and to decide who governs this country by voting whether you're a citizen or not. That's the Democrat Party, folks. Let's not let people forget it. Invasion and conquest always help on the inside by those being conquered. This invasion and conquering of the United States and of Western civilization 
would not be possible without the full aid and comfort of the Democrat Party. It's easy to find YouTube videos of Chuck Schumer back in 2009-2010 saying he's adamantly opposed to illegal immigration, but all of a sudden he sees it differently. The power base is shifting, and he needs those in the third world to help him build a permanent power base of good Democrats. My hope is that he and other old-line Democrats will be able to see and listen to the new Democrats and observe that they are openly racist and their power base is not going to include him. He is digging his own political grave as well as also digging graves for the rest of us. It's time for the Democrats to stop digging and start thinking of the future that their children and grandchildren will endure for the rest of their lives. I'm talking about the few Democrats who actually have the mental capacity to understand what I'm saying. I recognize that the vast majority of them will be happy when they and their progeny are dispossessed in their own land. Finally, folks, we're often told that as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. God willing, it won't go California's way this time, and the Republic will be saved. We need a hero, folks. We need Charles Martel or Holgardonsky to lead us to victory. Is our golden-haired leader that man? Time will tell, folks, but I pray that he is. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.